Hey, 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 listeners! Welcome to Veerview's first mini stories episode. This is a shiny, brand new kind of storytelling for us, and we're pumped to share it with you this season. Mini stories episodes feature multiple different storytellers, all sharing short narratives on a given theme. This time, it's stories about unexpected encounters that led, or nearly led, to dates. So get out your pen and paper and take some notes. It's time to learn three ways to get a date. Number one, publicly peruse a bowl of condoms. A lot of people within 2020 were in this kind of mental state of what's going to happen next, and also we have these like restrictions of what we can and cannot do. And one of those things is having relationships with other people. You know, being a 23-year-old woman, you do have this sexual drive. <laughs> I think it's a healthy thing to establish, and it's a healthy thing to go after. And I think. That is where I am right now. That led up to my situation. So I was on my way to the package room, the mail room. So I get there and there's this huge line because everything now, right, is online. And the only way for people to get their books is through this like online mailing, essentially. So there's this big line and I'm waiting in line. And beside the line, there is this table and on it is like pamphlets for upcoming events. So it could be like Zoom meeting on whatever. There were a couple things on like sex education and like being um, aware or conscious of the do's and don'ts of having sex. One of the things that was on the table was a bowl of condoms. And me being the, I don't want to call it opportunistic person that I am, but someone who was a bit hopeful for maybe something in the future, decided to take a couple. And so I was looking through them because they had all different colors. I think one was glow in the dark, all that really, really fun stuff. <laughs> I should also probably mention that I have gotten to a point in my life <laughs> where I've kind of learned along the way of what I like and what I don't like, what I want and what I don't want. And, you know, sex is not something that's like weird to me. It's not something that's scary to me anymore. It was at first and it's not anymore. And I'm very open about who I am and what I like and what I don't like. So for me to kind of just like pick up a bowl of condoms and just kind of look through it, like that's not weird to me and it shouldn't be. So yeah, um, I was looking through it and he, the, the guy behind me in line you know, it was like, when you're done, do you mind if I could like go through it, go through the, the bowl of condoms? And I go, yeah, for sure. And then we just started talking a little small talk. Just, yeah, like this pandemic has put a damper on things, not just for like classes or whatever. And I go, yeah, put a damper on things. And I'm like holding up the, like the condoms. Like, yeah, it's put a little hold on my life. <laughs> and he said like, you know, if you ever need someone to like help you out with your problem, like, let me know. And I essentially just like looked at him dead in the eyes, straight face, super serious. and like, yes just one word like yes and i don't think he kind of registered what had happened or what i had said <laughs> and he was like oh really and i'm like yes like it's super serious <laughs> and i know it's like silly to think but it's gotten to this point like i said i know what i want <laughs> and this is something i really really wanted and so he goes oh okay like i at this point did not ask for his name and he just gave it to me so i said yeah i'm a grad student here and he goes yes i'm, I'm also a grad student I'm like oh i live in stotter hall and he goes oh i live in stotter hall too and i said cool my room is room xyz come on by just knock on the door and he was like yeah, okay that's fine meanwhile <laughs> as we are in line and this conversation is going down it's just him and i who are talking and i'm fully aware that everyone else in line like i said there were a lot of people getting packages that day we're either A, listening to music, or B, listening to our conversation. And of the people who were listening were two girls who were going to each girl in the line 
essentially being like, hey, we are representing a sorority, something like that, saying like, you, you know, would you be interested in joining? And they had heard my conversation and I made eye contact with them and they went right past me <laughs> after hearing what I had just asked this, this guy to do with me. I just, it was kind of like the icing on the cake of this whole story. I was like, yeah, that would make sense why the sorority girls wouldn't want to ask me. <laughs> We really hadn't like set up like a time or a date or anything. It was kind of just like, I hate saying this, but like office hours, just come on, like drop on by. <laughs> and it just so happens that I was in my room and he, this wasn't the same day. I believe this was like a day later. He knocked my door and I go, oh, hey, like, how's it going? He's like, oh, hey, like just stopping in the neighborhood. He was a little nervous just talking. I essentially, I was like, come on in, like you ready to do this, that type of thing. And then I looked at him like, what color do you want to use holding up the, like the condoms? This was so refreshing and I cannot underline period exclamation point this statement so much. It was so refreshing to just have a relationship with someone where it just had to do with sex with no strings attached. This drive that I have, it's been fulfilled and that's great. And like probably it'll there will come a time again where I'm like lying in bed being like, you know, I could really go for not ice cream probably sex. <laughs> but I also have to put into perspective where we are. And when I say that, I mean like physically where I am at school because it's the university that I go to. Like we are regularly COVID tested, but you know, that doesn't mean that there isn't room for error, but also take time to indulge yourself if you're smart about it. That's like the big thing. It's if you're smart about it. This was two days after we had gotten our results back from the COVID test and we both were negative. So I'm not, you know, promoting go out, break all the COVID regulations. I'm just saying be smart in what you do. You should explore your sexuality. I promote that. But if you're in an environment that doesn't follow a pandemic rule, <laughs> then no, I don't trust it. And I think for people who have that stigma, especially like they see it with guys a lot of guys who just walk up to girls. It's like, okay, well, it's just a guy being a guy. But like when a girl does it, it's like bold or I call it bold. Other people may call it more degrading things but you got to get over that mentality it's old and so is that whole entire idea of like women not being able to do stuff like that i think like if you do find someone like a second party who is interested in this and they've shown interest at least that you can read like why not and if you're wrong then you're like okay might be like i'll see you never it's that simple make yourself comfortable and either tell me yes or no because i know what i want and i I'm gonna go for it. I'm waiting for that time when I uh, I get another email saying a package has arrived <laughs> and I'm like praying. I'll go during lunch hour when everyone's free. <laughs> Next up, our second way to get a date. Damage someone's property, but do it politely. at a friend's house who I hadn't seen in a while and I hung out there for a bit and I had driven there. I probably got my license about two months before this and so I drove there on my own. I didn't drive too much regularly because I still had other people who regularly took me places but it was getting late and I also was not very comfortable driving in the dark yet. And it was also starting to rain. So it's rainy and dark. I was kind of a insecure driver, <laughs> um, especially in those conditions. And so as I was backing out of the driveway, I noticed another car coming up the street. And so I stopped and let them go. 
and I think I forgot I had already backed halfway out of the driveway and so I kept going not paying enough attention I guess because I stopped when I hit the car parked behind me across the street and so I panicked I was really scared and I probably started crying and I knew the thing to do was to leave a note so I looked around the car and I scribbled a quick note just like hi I hit your car it's 11 o'clock at night and it's raining um, here's my number. I left my mom's phone number. Please call and we can figure something out. I'm so sorry. I definitely wrote it in a panic and I just tried to be as apologetic as possible. And I put it under their windshield wipers, half hoping it would blow away, honestly, because I was so scared. So in my head, I was like, I'm doing the right thing, but also I'm terrified of what happens in this situation it did not blow away and so the next day my mom got a call from a young guy I have no idea how old he was but he definitely had never been in this situation either he didn't know what to do my mom could tell he was young and didn't want to be dealing with it and then later that day he probably didn't get the right information because his mom called partly to get more information, but partly to sort of rave about how responsible and kind my note was to her son. And she just really wanted to express to my mom how she was shocked that I was so responsible. And she asked if me and her son could meet to hang out, I guess. And my mom was also surprised by this question and I don't know if this is what any mom would do but she pretended I had a boyfriend and said that unfortunately we could not meet <laughs> ruining all my opportunities to maybe a wonderful future with this man whose car I hit. <laughs> when she was talking to my mom I think since my mom took it as like her immediate response was oh my daughter has a boyfriend I I kind of take it as she was hoping to get some sort of relationship out of it. I think it must have been that vibe since my mom was so quick to be like, <laughs> no. When I found out that his mom had contacted my mom, I was a little interested. I was like, who is this person? I'm like 19 years old, waiting for the person to come into my life. <laughs> I was definitely open to the potential of meeting someone totally random whose mom had wanted to set me up. It's important if you hit someone's car to put your contact information regardless because that's what you're supposed to do. But also because you never know how the person's mom might react to your note and you might end up finding love from it. <laughs> Even though I didn't. If it were anyone else, it could have happened. And finally, the third way to get a date. Use a dating app, duh. Though you might end up with something a little more professional than a date. 
Grinder <laughs> is considered a dating app to the general population, but within the gay community, most people count it as like just a hookup app. It depends on the person. So I was on dating app Grinder, kind of just exploring and not really seeing too many people, but chatting with people. So I was just talking to this guy, very handsome guy. His profile said like couple, very clear that he is in a relationship. And I was like, oh, like, what are you on here for? And he said, really just for friends. And I was like, okay, like, that's like a very plausible thing. I know like a lot of people do that. And so, yeah, I was just like chatting and kind of like being social. Was not sexual at all. Kind of just like, what are you up to? Like, what do you do? That kind of thing. And so I was like, oh yeah, I um just graduated. I was supposed to be teaching math um, over the summer, but it fell through because of the pandemic. And he's like, oh, like, what did you study? And I was like, oh math and he was like okay cool um i'm actually looking to i'm looking for a math tutor for my kids and like i didn't know how old he was he just didn't put his age on his profile or whatever and so when he said kids i was like oh interesting like adoptive like what's the situation that was my first question it's like not like are you kidding me like <laughs> you're looking for a tutor on grinder but he's like yeah me and my like ex-wife shared two kids and so we're looking for a new tutor and I didn't think it was very serious <laughs> until he was like can we move off of Grinder so we can actually talk about my kids and it not feel weird <laughs> because Grindr has certain connotations and so we started like Instagram DMing and he was like yeah like I have like two kids one's middle school one's elementary kind of just like general tutoring things and I was like, oh, sure. Like, I wasn't really fully on board with the idea because I just was, like, kind of shell-shocked in a weird way. It's just, like, not the way I expected the conversation to go at all. He was like, yeah, let's set up a call for tomorrow morning. Uh, we can talk more about it. Just, like, a kind of informal interview-ish sort of thing. It's one thing to hire someone off of Grindr and it's for non-sexual purposes. <laughs> and it's another thing to hire them to tutor your kids <laughs> that just adds another weird element so i was like okay like uh yeah sure like i'm just gonna roll with this and i'm gonna see if you actually are feeling the same way in the morning when we go are on this phone conversation and like also kind of like feeling him out to see if like he's weird on the phone but he's like a nice guy and and then i like met them in person but now i'm employed it hasn't really come up since but obviously it in the moment, he's like, okay, like, we can't tell my wife, my ex-wife, that I'm hiring a tutor for our two children off of Grindr. Like, that's just not how you should be doing that. <laughs> but the fact that we had this, like, meeting on Grindr is weird, but, like, the job itself isn't weird beyond, like, the kids being insane. There's, like, some unspoken element about, like, we know where we met each other, and, like, we know that we're both, like, gay men. So it's not, like... There's tension in the way that, like, you, like, have eye contact from across the room that, like, you think of in a movie or whatever. But, like, you can reference certain things and, like, you know that part about them in the same way that, like, in any workspace. Or, not even workspace, but, like, any setting. Like, you just have some, like, common ground in a way. On Grinder is, like, a looking for section so you can, like, check off a bunch of different options chats dates relationships uh for now which is like hookups and then there's networking which like it's always been a joke that just like no one's actually like on grinder for networking but i guess i was <laughs>
that's all this time on Rearview. We hope you enjoyed these mini stories. This podcast is created, hosted, edited, and produced by me, Claudia Schatz, and co-produced by Eliza Wilkins, who is also in charge of our social media. Our music is composed by Charlie Romano, and our visuals are by Sarah Pinsano, Karen Shu, and Fig. You can find links to more of their artwork on our Facebook and Instagram pages. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, or via email if you have a story to tell or a question to ask or just want to say hi. While you're at it, don't forget to subscribe, like, follow, rate, review, tell your friends, all that good stuff. Thanks again for listening, and we'll have more stories to share soon.